0: hello good evening and welcome my name is onoha charles and i'll be walking you through uh, my leadership journey i'm going to give you um, brief examples of one or two things i did um, in leadership at different spheres of my life and these um, stories are just to help you understand the concepts of um, good leadership how to lead people how to innovate how to be creative and how to um, lead by example Um, These things I'm going to be telling you, you may choose not to take me so serious, but take the things that I'm saying very, very serious. There are live examples and you're free to ask questions about what happened. I'll give you different spheres of my life and how I was able to effectively lead a group of people to achieve um, certain things and how good I felt. Of course, it wasn't easy, but that's how responsibility is. You you wouldn't feel too easy doing it, but you'll feel accomplished after you've gotten it done. Alright then, um, scenario number one, um, I was into the higher institution, 100 level, 200 level, 300 level, I wasn't much of a leader, I didn't hold, um, any responsibility in class, in the hostel, or in my fellowship, but you see, when I was getting to my final year, my 400 level, 500 level, I was made the brothers, um, Coordinator, brothers forum coordinator. In our fellowship, we had a brothers forum. That's a gathering of just brothers. We discussed male stuff, um, how to be guys, how to um, get the masculine stuff in place. And I was made the coordinator at that time. Now, um, there were a number of things, of course, we have to do in leadership. But you see, I noticed that young men always greet themselves by hugging, by shaking, right? And I decided that in our meetings, we are going to be hugging. So when you see your brother, you hug and people were like nah nah hug not for guys but you see if you've not seen your guy for a long time there's a way you shake and you hit your shoulders together not that type of hug full beer hug 360 degrees hug and you see that hugging actually made a lot of people to get closer for guys it was strange but when i initiated that and i started everybody joined now there was nothing wrong about it it was just a concept not necessarily so creative, but just a concept to bring us together. If you hug a guy, you'll know whether he's close or not. Now, um, another concept, this this was quite conceptual. We were supposed to have um a get together, and you know I got thinking, I was like, what are we gonna do to make this get together unique? I thought and thought and thought, and then I came up with a concept. I called my brothers together and I said, and we're going to do something wonderful, something that has not been done before. And this is the concept. We're going to have a get together and no sister is going to cook for us. And everybody was like, are you serious? I said, yes, we are brothers. You know, we can cook. We cook all our concussion in the hostel and all that. So we are going to cook our own meals ourselves. And everybody was like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I said, not just that. We're going to prepare something on the spot. That means we're going to be cooking the meal during our get together we're not going to cook it and bring it in take away no we are going to cook it during the meeting and share it and people were like okay this is different i said that's not all guess what we're going to do we're going to be cooking pepper soup and we we're like whoa whoa i said yes and we are going to be killing the goat live in our meeting ha everybody was like which level is this one and that was what happened we went into town we bought a live goat we dragged the goat into the venue, it was an outdoor meeting, right there in the outdoor meeting we killed the goat, roasted the goat, cut the meat to pieces, cooked our pepper soup and people were like what is wrong with these brothers and we were able to pull that off, now I didn't touch the goat and not cook anything but you see I was the leader, I was the one that instigated it, I was the one that pushed people to buy the goat and all that, it was a concept, everybody was happy, brothers were bragging, sisters were like hey what is this, what is this, these guys are challenging us and all that. But you see, it was a nice time out. I had a fun time with my brothers and it was cool. And it's something that I remember up to today and I can share with us. As a leader, you need to be creative, but you must be creative within your own boundaries. Boundaries that are accepted by your team, boundaries that will not insult your leadership. That's scenario number one. All right, this is scenario number two. I've told you story on one of my Facebook um, posts when I was making an advert for Mentor Me. Now, I, I happen to have been deployed for NYSE. This was in Taraba State. And we were in the camp, of course, three weeks. We had a hostel in the secondary school and we have stayed in that room for some time. And um, of course, when you have young men together, most times it's not um, difficult to see that around guys because we, Many of us, we know just to send. But you see, I'd been in the hostel for some days, and I noticed that our, our hostel room had become so dirty. There were nobody, there was nobody assigned to clean our rooms for us. And everybody in the room was a graduate, of course, NYSE. So um, nobody was above the other. More or less, all of us were maids coming from different places. Um, we were in a different ranks, but we're still the same. Nobody was higher than the other. But you see, after looking at this situation for some days, I told myself, what will it take me to sweep this room if i were alone in this room wouldn't i sweep it and i said um, yes all of us are the same i said no 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 no. i think i'll have to sweep this room because as it's dirty people seem to be comfortable i am not comfortable i know i can do something about this i went and i got a broom and i didn't just sweep my corner i went right to the edge because my bunk was kind of in the middle of the room i went to the edge and i started sweeping from the edge outwards and you see i swept the first past the first bunk the second bunk i even got to bunks where um, one or two young men raised their legs up for me to sweep. ah bros well don't know oh, god will bless you this one down and i kept sweeping i didn't mind um some were doing things and in my mind i was like namidi sweep room for now imagine but you see i continued because i decided to sweep i didn't get to half of the room when a brother said guy i beg when you read really this side give me my I continue and he came and picked the broom and started sweeping. Before he finished, another person said, guy beg, when you finish, man continue." continued and before you know it, people volunteered and that was how we began to sweep our room. Every day I pick up a broom, somebody sweep, sometimes they even sweep without me. And you see, what were they waiting for? They just needed somebody to instigate it, somebody to start. I planned to sweep that room from the beginning to the end, but I couldn't. I started it. In that case, I exhibited a leadership quality. I initiated, I led by example, I wasn't expecting anybody to follow me, I wasn't their leader, I just went and started sweeping, but I don't know whether it was their conscience, or some of them actually wanted to sweep but didn't want to initiate it, or some of them felt since person don't start, we will just put hands together. Sometimes that's how leadership is, your team is not coming up, you just need to step up and start it hoping that they will join. I didn't even hope that they will join, but they did. And most times, when people see you doing stuff, they begin to ask themselves, why am I not doing it? That was the leadership quality I displayed during NYSC. This is Scenario 2. All right, let's look at scenario three of the leadership um, concept. Um, I had gotten my master's in University of Ibadan and I I went off there to do my registration. Um, I met like five people. And since I was coming from a far place, I I, um, suggested we just form a WhatsApp group so that they could send information without me having to call each and every one of them. Um, Two, three weeks down the line, many more people had resumed and I was out of school. I wasn't back then. By the time I came back, I saw the class was filled and i was like wow and then one of the five people who joined the whatsapp group earlier met me and said um, class wanted to form a whatsapp group but i told them we already had one so everybody wrote down their names i said okay that's good why don't you add them to the group he said mike i cannot type all these names and come and be adding them on whatsapp oh. me i was just waiting for you i was like seriously you are here what are you doing he said i beg i don't do this kind of thing i took the list i sat down typed everybody's name and surname and added them to the whatsapp group everybody's name was on my phone. So anybody who was chatting, I knew them by name. And you see, when somebody says something and I mention the person's name and I make a comment, they're like, who is this guy that knows us? And that singular act of adding all of them to the WhatsApp group gave me a level of responsibility because I knew who was talking and who was not. And because of my responses on the group, when new members come, they direct them to this guy who has been chatting and go, this guy will add you. We had like three, at least three admins, but I was the one doing the major work. At the end of the class, I summarise the notes, Um, I I explain some things. The lecturer gets, um, gets us a PDF, I download it even as he's speaking and I upload it. When it was time for exams, I went two, three years back, I picked all the past questions. I scanned all of them, put them on the google drive and sent the class the link, this was like wow, who does this? So people came up to me and asked me who they give you data every day, the way they chat, they summarize, they do all these things Now they never knew I was married, they never knew I was working, they never knew I was living 8 hours away from Ibadan They never knew that I was much more engaged with assignments much more than them who were living right there in Ibadan. Some of them just finished school, finished NYSC, they had no other extra responsibility. But you see that singular act of commitment to that class made me the class rep without the title. There was a class rep but he was a figurehead. So anything he needs to do, he needs to come ask me. Even when we're going to fix a date for our defense, I single-handedly went to meet the lecturer and I told him, sir, we need to see you and he agreed to see the class and we fixed the date and we graduated. My point is this, people lived in Ibadan, people finished from UI, but they were not even responsible enough to type people's name inside the whatsapp group. I came from where I was and did the hard work, got everybody's name and began to do things that others will not do, automatically they saw that responsibility is one of the features of leadership and they instinctively made me their leader almost anything that will be done in class, they'll say Charles, I beg, just pick two or three people, me and I'll go help us talk. And that was how it went. I came from a far land, I'd never been to the east, to the west before, Yoruba land, but I went there and I became a class rep. And many things happened years later, I even started taking one or two courses in the department, because lecturers got to know that I was representing my class. That's leadership. I was in the class rep, but everybody knew I was doing the function of the class rep. In fact, it got to a point where we made a rule on the whatsapp not to post some certain things the class rep himself broke the rule and i removed him and the guy met me and I said bros you chop liver i said nobody's above the law well we we'll laughed over it and after his two week suspension he was added back leadership most times does not need a title it has to come with how committed you are to the course of the team and how you decide to handle your responsibilities this is scenario three All right, this is scenario four, and I'm going to tell you what happened um, during my PhD session in Landmark University. I'm still a researcher, a research student over there. Now I got to the school and I found out that there is a university-wide course. All um, postgraduate students are supposed to do it. PhD, master's, MPhil, and PGD. Everyone enters the same class and we have the same lectures. I noticed that a number of people were um, not really interested in the class, some were busy, some won't even pay attention. So I decided to start summarizing the lectures after every class. I know I'll make a summary and post it and people will be like, ah, thank you, oh, thank you, oh, thank you. Some of them that didn't even know. Um, who i was and then i made it a point of duty that whenever i'm in class i try to understand what the lecturer is saying and i pose a question in fact one of those days i asked a question it generated another question and yet another and another and people began to field in more questions from that moment i asked my own question that lecture could not continue the lecturer was answering all the questions and it made the class so interactive now one day i didn't go to class i wasn't in town and a young man chatted me up and said ah, so we didn't see you in class I hope all is well this is the first time we are not seeing you in class and I smiled I was happy within me you know why because my absence was noticed my absence was noticed I was just glad that somebody knew that I wasn't in class and you see because of that class I couldn't do a summary and some people felt it ah please where's our summary where's our summary they thought it was a it was um, it was a standard thing but it was something I was just doing to um, help me understand the course and to help those who were also not in class when it was time to submit an assignment, I was the one who got everything the lecturer said in class and summarized it in the notes. So everybody will ah please when is that assignment date? And I started counting down seven days to assignment submission, five days to assignment submission, four days to assignment submission, and people were like, who has this kind of energy? But you see, it kept them abreast. It helped them to know what goal they were working towards. And on the day of the submission, the the lecturer said, "Um, I have a couple of assignments here. Who, Who is the class rep? And everybody looked at me and I stood up. I said, I'm here, sir. Nobody made me a class rep. But you see, I was already representing the class. And I took those assignments, told them to write their names, those who had issues. In fact, before the assignment, I went to YouTube. I got three videos that explained the concept in class and I sent it to the group. And I said, if you were not in class and you didn't really understand what the lecturer said, you could watch these videos. And everybody was like, wow, thank you, thank you. In fact, a young man who came in from Abuja who had not been in class for some time said, I'm sorry, are you Icon? Are you Charles? I said, yes, I am. I was like, wow. He said, thank you so much for what you do. It's people who are not in campus that will really appreciate you. And then he made a statement. He said, every postgraduate student needs a chance in their life. I felt very warm. Every postgraduate student needs a chance in their life. I felt like a leader. And I know that I am a leader because of the responsibilities I take upon myself. Of course, it's not easy. But when people do not notice your absence, it's probably because your presence was not important learn this thing in leadership make sure you do not do what every other person is doing go one step ahead not to show yourself but to serve your people and to serve your team this is scenario four Alright this is scenario number 5 and I'll be telling you about my leadership experience in my compound. Now I live in a certain compound and over time a number of my neighbors relocated to their own houses or out of town. So it got to a time, as it is presently, that I happen to be the oldest member, the oldest tenant in the compound. And know, one day I thought to myself, I said, why do we just live in this compound without having a um, regular meeting point. I decided to walk to every house. And I told them, and we're going to be holding a meeting. Please, um, each house should have a representative male, if possible, so that um, the head of the family can represent the family. And all of them gathered, and it was exciting, though they came with their wives and we had a talk. And then we decided that our meetings should be held um, maybe fortnightly or once a month. And we started the meeting. And then we spoke about contributing money to do quite a number of things, and we started it. And I took up the responsibility of taking the money so i began going house by house collecting money and since we have agreed they all began to remit the money now when they remit the money i type out how much we have collected how much we spend and how much is left and i put it in a text message and i send it round to everybody the next month it was easy to collect money because they knew how it was spent they knew how much was left and they had clear records in their phones even with their contributions intact people began to drop this money and then after a certain time i noticed that there was a decline and somebody said he needed he wanted to be collecting the money i didn't know why but um since it wasn't my birthright, right i said okay go ahead and he took up the money and started collecting no account um no accountability nothing we don't know how much we spend we don't know how much you contribute we don't know who is owing and somehow everything just began to die down I understood that it was a leadership flaw I did nothing about it anyway secondly I noticed that there were strange happenings in the compound and I called a meeting in my house and it was a dinner everybody ate and they were happy and they said oh God, why did you call this meeting are you are you leaving us and I joked I said I was leaving the country but and they were shocked but I told them it was a joke and I said no we need to begin to pray in this compound because strange things are happening and you see that day every family opened up to the strange things that had been happening strange spiritual things and i said from this day we begin to pray and the prayer was held in every house and we continued that way now some other people started bringing doctrines they started preaching they started as if they wanted to host the church and as i began to travel for one or two things outside town the prayer stuff died out now my point is this in a compound where we have more than eight families and there are heads in each family and all that are representatives and nobody is doing anything. I stood up and said let's call a meeting and people responded and all of them were cooperating. Most times I don't like sitting in a place and nothing is happening. I always take the initiative to make sure that things are done and I try my possible best to carry people along. Sometimes it becomes a bit difficult to keep pushing ahead and keep pushing ahead and sometimes I just lay low because I have a lot to do but I've always learned that leadership is taking the first step and making sure that people follow you. If you are leading and nobody's following you, it means you are just taking a stroll. I've tried it many times and it has worked for me. In my compound, it's established that if I call a meeting today, people attend because they feel there's something to learn. And a number of changes have come to us because of that. That's a leadership trait that everybody should have. This is scenario five.